Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show. On today's episode, West Virginia beats Auburn behind Eric Stevenson's 31 points, and the Big 12 dominates the SEC in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. All ahead on the Ryan and Russ Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, I don't think there's a debate anymore. The Big 12 is by far the best basketball conference in college basketball. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, they've been the best for about close to a decade now, in my opinion, all the way back to 2014, 15. But at that time the league wasn't having the success it was in March and then in this challenge as well. Kind of we've been splitting with the SEC before the last couple of years where we've really taken another step. But, I mean, the Big 12 really took another step when Texas Tech wins a national championship, then Baylor wins a national championship, then Kansas goes back and wins another national championship. And the year in between all that, that was canceled. The two best teams in the country were Kansas and Baylor that year as well. And then, obviously – at West Virginia, we we were a top ten team when that when uh the season got called and Texas Tech was too in Texas. So I mean it's just another year in the Big Twelve. It, it, by far the best league in America. You don't have a night off. I mean, you see it with um Oklahoma. They have been struggling in the Big Twelve. They they draw number two in the country, Alabama, and take them behind the woodshed and beat them by twenty five. Oklahoma State needs a big win. They beat Ole Miss by twenty. Um, Texas Tech can't buy a win in the Big 12. They step one game out of league play and they get in the win column. And obviously, we beat Auburn, so top 15 win. So, yeah, Big 12 by far the best league in America. Well, let's talk about the Auburn game. So, it kind of that game really kind of started Friday night, right at the Fish Fry. We were both there. Um, Charles Barkley did an amazing job. Uh, was on stage for Huggins and, and Tony Carudi for for an hour and just really just resonated with the West Virginia audience. You know, definitely that old school guy where he was against the load management, um, against Mm -hmm. NIL, against transfer portal, just an old school guy and definitely fits right in with the, with the West Virginia culture. Definitely a lot of standing ovations and and clapping it just was a really good night. And and to have someone like Charles Barkley here and definitely want to want to thank him for coming here. And it was, it was a great start. And then of course, uh, quick turnaround, right? 12 o'clock the next day came early, Ryan, uh, and ESPN, the 12 o'clock game. And, you know, a little, you know, you get a little worried when you have a, uh, a big event the night before, but I think they did a good job of, of keeping the players away from it. Players came out fresh. Eric Stevenson was the first one out on the court getting warmed up and boy, did he, it show 31 points from Eric freaking Stevenson. The only nitpicky thing I have with him is uh, if you're going to call game on the last free throw, please make it. Uh, but yeah. hey, all all's well that ends well, um, and, and West Virginia shows that you know maybe struggling a little bit in the Big Twelve. Of course, we've talked about the games that they've been in in close games, uh, but shows that the SEC is no match for the Big Twelve. Yes, and I mean Oklahoma and Texas obviously will go to the SEC whether it's next year or the year after that. I'm sure they're relieved in basketball that they'll be playing the SEC instead of the Big Twelve, but. Yeah, no, big game from Eric. He, I mean, he won us the game, 31 points. Uh, Jimmy was good again as well, 15 mm-hmm. and 7. And I thought uh, Joe made some big plays down the stretch as well. It's uh, It wasn't Seth's night, obviously. He only logged one minute after the career night. But it's kind of like what this team is where you got to figure it out on a night-to-night basis who, who it's, who's going to step up. It may be Trey Mitchell one night. It may be 
Emmett one night. It may be uh, Kobe one night. So, and then a Kunkwu once again gives us good minutes off the bench with six and four and a couple blocks. Wagi had a really good game as well. He was Wagi coming in, well, made yeah. some made some plays, going up to topic. He played really some good defense. Definitely great when the, when the big guys are getting involved. And absolutely right, Akunku's you know turning it on at the right time. Definitely a dependable guy to come in at the four or five, um, especially if you know someone's getting the foul trouble or you just need that extra spark and boost. Um, another like great block from him um, in the game. And, you know, this Mountaineers team, Ryan is definitely finding it together and we'll have our TCU preview coming out tomorrow morning, Ryan, but already talking about, they have two big players out. Um, I know it's on the road at TCU. So, but definitely have a chance in that with Lampkin and miles going to be out. And again, we'll, we'll preview that tomorrow, Uh, but definitely in that position, Ryan, uh, where March, the picture for March is getting a little bit clearer. We talked about it on the show that, that Auburn, uh, game was kind of that that pivotal game to see is this team built for March Madness and absolutely they are so it's time to finish the the gauntlet in the Big 12 kind of go back to the in a way like playoffs right we talk about home field advantage uh, well we got home court advantage where if you know West Virginia wins their their home games then then we'll be dancing in March Ryan yes it's as simple as that because we got 10 games remaining before obviously the Big 12 tournament where you have another opportunity to pick up a win we got five at home, five on the road. The the one the five on the road are extremely difficult. I'll I'll be frankly honest. Uh, you got to go to TCU, Texas, Baylor, Kansas, and Iowa State, all whom rank in the top fifteen in the country. But on the other side of things, you got a, some favorable matchups at home, where mm-hmm. you get Oklahoma in a revenge game. Iowa State, who we've had success against in Morgantown, um, Texas Tech, who's still winless in the Big Twelve. I know they beat LSU. Oklahoma State, uh, who we were right there to beat in Stillwater as well, like Oklahoma. And then K-State. I know K-State's in the top 15, but we were up 15 on them in Manhattan before they went on this run. So if we win win our five home games, we're going to the dance. That, it's as simple as that. There's no other scenarios that need to be thrown out. Protect home court, protect the Coliseum, and you'll be playing in March. I think four will even do it. And like yeah. we, like we're, we'll we'll preview tomorrow is with those guys out for TCU that that road game becomes a lot winnable and I do agree if there is probably one more road game to win it would be the one on Tuesday at nine o'clock in Fort Worth um, yeah. I think the Mountaineers we talked about it did their job last week last Wednesday with beating Texas Tech on the road that was definitely the road game that we had to win came back answered against Auburn um, obviously as we were just talking about so. Hey, that that's a great way to to go on the run that that Hugs keeps talking about, and and like you said, kind of going back to it is this team definitely doesn't have its Deuce McBride this year, um, and I'm not even talking about that from you know an NBA talent perspective, but just that one guy to lean to every night. However, it does seem like there is a guy that does get hot every night, and like you were saying with the, with the Seth Wilson is yeah he had a career night, um, you know against Texas Tech. But it, it, you know, it, he wasn't the hot hand against Auburn, which is fine. It happens. We we got a deep bench, but it's it's about figuring out who has the the hot hand. And so far, it looks like Hugs and the coaching staff is doing that and getting the players and personnel out there. And when things are good on the court, you know, leave leave that personnel out there. Uh, so it's it's we know the formula, Ryan. It's just yeah. it's it's who's going to step up each night and and sticking to that formula. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's it's going to be a different guy every single night. Eric had been struggling shooting the basketball, and I felt like he was due. Uh, I mean, he's not mm-hmm. – he was shooting in the 20 percentile of uh, uh, Big 12 play. He's better than that. So, obviously, 
good to see him regress positively and, and make some shots that you know he was dying to make. So he's been pressing too. He's been forcing the issue at times out of character. At times, I know he's uh, he's quite the character, as uh, even Charles Barkley said so on ESPN. But <laughs> he's he's competitive, man. That's what that's what uh, makes him click, and that's what makes him good in a uh, high major basketball player the last five years. But yeah. I, we got to protect home court and, and um, we we're not in a great position right now, but we're in a better position than we were a week ago. We still have a lot of work to do in our, and our margin of error is still very small because we have to almost run the table at home against a very good uh, conference. I mean, everybody saw it on Saturday, but we're still, we've put ourselves in position. Yes, I think that's the way to say. It. I wouldn't yeah. say we're we're you're right. We're not in terrible position. We're kind of we're we're in position, right? Yeah. As we kind of worked our way um, up from the hole we created, and now we're kind of just right on ground. We're not above. Yeah. We're not below. But we've got ourselves kind of right back to that area, like we said. We're on the we got, bubble. We're on the bubble. You know, I <laughs> yeah. think we really we're four wins away, and especially if we have that, um, if we get seated in the Big Twelve, which we probably will. My guess the between the seven and ten range we will have that opening big 12 round to potentially help us get another win to get there. So I think the formula, right, Ryan is at least four from home, at least four. And with, with what we've said, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Texas tech still coming here. Yep. And then a win either from Iowa state or Kansas state. And maybe, yep. you know, pick up picking off the injured TCU team. That's the, you definitely have to win those three games. We've, and then find one more from, from those three. And then even maybe pad it with with the Big Twelve tournament win. So we'll see how that goes. But but as we said, the formula is definitely there from them. And I think Mountaineer fans are breathing a little easier. And now it's time to take this momentum and 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 run with it. So um, definitely going to be fun to watch here. And like we said, we got our TCU preview tomorrow. Uh, and before we end this episode, Ryan, um, let's kind of talk about the rest of the Big Twelve uh, SEC challenge. I know you kind of brought up some games earlier, and you know we were running through those. Uh, were there any big surprises um, from the rest of the games from Saturday for you? I was surprised that Missouri beat Iowa State the way they did. I actually thought Missouri had a ch good chance to win because Iowa State had been flying high off that uh, Kansas State big win in Ames on Tuesday. So that one kind of surprised me a little bit in terms of the way that they kind of blew them out in the second half. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Oklahoma surprised me with the way – I thought Oklahoma – I said to you, I, I think Oklahoma is going to beat Alabama. They did. They just did this two years ago. So I was not surprised that they beat um, Alabama because Oklahoma is good when they're desperate, and they were desperate, and they uh, took Alabama behind the woodshed to keep oh, it simple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, no, that, that was kind of a surprise the way that they beat down Alabama – um, other than that, not really. I mean, Mississippi State's a quality team, and, and obviously TCU had the injuries. Uh, Texas Tech winning at LSU wasn't a surprise. Texas Tech has been due. They just had some tough luck in the best league in America. K-State rolled Florida. I didn't think that was a surprise. K-State's really good at home. And then, obviously, none of us saw Kansas were going to lose four in a row. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That, that that makes the most sense. So, yeah, hey, great way. Pretty sure that that's the last year, the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Great way to end it. Um, my, my guess is I wouldn't be surprised if they, they stop with challenges unless it's non-conference time um, with four other teams coming into the conference. Definitely going to need to spread out, play more. But, hey, great way to end it. We were kind of concerned that some of the teams were going to be a little lackluster since yeah. it's not a conference win, you know, what get things right. But, you know, I, I think everyone in the conference was fighting for the narrative of 
we are the best conference. So, you know, yeah. leave us alone and <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> you know, so anyway, hey, it was a great Saturday. Um, big game tomorrow night in Fort Worth, nine o'clock. That one will be the late one. Uh, not to mix yes. up uh, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. That one will absolutely be at 9 p.m. So late one for the Mountaineers tomorrow. We'll be coming out with an early episode previewing that game. And let's continue to roll, Ryan. Go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers.